Greg, my name is JP Pinar. Welcome to the What Happened podcast, where I interview people to find out what they wanted to be when they were younger and then what happened after that. What career path did they go down and how are things currently going for them in their current job? Today, our guest is Alan Screen. Hope you enjoy the interview. I'm here today with Alan Screen. Alan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Um, so, if you can just start off by telling us where you are currently working. So I'm currently working um, at Seaf Properties in the City Bowl area. I'm an estate agent here, and I've been here for four years, but been in the industry for eight. Okay. Um, so how many sort of how many properties do you have on your books at the moment? Can you just describe to us like sort of what's on the go at the moment? Is I mean maybe quite a quiet time depends. Uh, saying it'll be January. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, December and Jan normally are quite quiet times, but it is picking up now. Probably the last year has been just a bit of a downhill in the property game um, with the market being quite down, um, just the general economy. So yeah, it's been quite tough, but um, as an agent, you just have to look forward. Yeah. Um, places that you've got on your books at the moment? So. so I've got my portfolio currently probably about 15 places. Um, I only specialize in apartments, city bowl, CBD and about account areas. So those are ranging in my um, areas and apartments from a million up to your penthouses for 22 bar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, is it difficult to sort of get, uh, to get stock or are there quite a few properties coming on the market? In those areas. Yeah, so it's definitely a buyer's market. Um, being with a company as such as Seif that's been around for 54 years, we're lucky enough to get a few calls and probably more walk-ins than your smaller companies. But you always, every day, you're making phone calls and you're canvassing because it's quite a, you know, in this job, there's always more you can do, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, so, so your job title would be state agent? State agent or property consultant? Property consultant, okay. Um, so what is it, you can take us just through like, a, you mentioned a lot of canvassing and that sort of thing. Um, if you can take us through like, what is a typical day at work? So a typical day at work would be, um, I come into office probably about eight o'clock and just look at the calendar. Um, you want to connect with your buyers and sellers um, all the time, keep them updated special sellers in this sort of market. Um, and yeah, making phone calls, there's obviously certain times you can call. We have an amazing back end that sends leads. So make sure you get hold of all those people. And yeah, um, in this industry, most of your appointments happen between lunchtime or after hours, because that's when people are available yeah. to see places. Yeah. So, you know, it's also dealing with tenants because a lot of my apartments have tenants in them, so working around them. But, I mean, you can sometimes have tenants requesting you to only do your viewings after like 8 p.m., yeah. you know, or before hours. So, no day is the same, which I love. Yeah. But, yeah, you always got to just make it work. And I'm thinking with appointments, like, um, 
I think when I interviewed Gareth that pretty much uh, in Cape Town people don't stick to appointments just like as a general rule so 100% not like yeah. honestly you know buyers think that if I make an appointment with them they think that I'm showing five other people you know I've been to an appointment before where it was for half five and at top is five I phoned the lady and I said, okay, you know, you're coming soon. And she says she just arrived and she's at the airport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know how long she thinks yeah, that yeah. I'm going to stay there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got a rule and so do my colleagues. You know, the unwritten rule is 15 minutes. If yeah. you're 15 minutes past the appointment, unless you've got like, you know, a serious excuse, then I'm not, like, I'm not going to stay. You yeah, know? Because they just become too crazy. And it also shows like how really interested you are. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of tire kickers, um, but you know, also the thing about the job is that one person might be the person, but also there has to be like a mutual respect. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, what do you most like about the job? I like, to be honest, the flexibility. You know, I've got a few mates that they are in the eight till five, and if they need to go renew their license, then they have to take a half day, you know? Yeah. So. Being an estate agent, what you put in is what you get out. But, you know, I don't have to be there at 8 until 5. Yeah. So there's flexibility and the earning potential is also quite big because, you know, there's, you've got sort of the unlimited earning potential in theory because I could sell three places tomorrow. Yeah. So, but you just got to work on your stock and um, the commission is quite good. Okay. And then what do you not like so much? What I don't like is maybe the flip side of that is only earning commission. Yeah. So on the 25th or whenever people get paid these days, it's not like I'm getting X amount in my bank account. Yeah. So you really, really need to plan ahead. When my, in my first month of working many years ago, I sold three units in the first month and we get paid on transfer. So it's often, you know, between two and three months later. Yeah. So quite a lump sum came in my account. And then I was like, young money, and I went a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then I didn't sell for two months. Yeah. And then that means it's another three months on that, not earning. Yeah. So you really do need to budget. Yeah. Which luckily I've learned now. Okay. So how do you space it out? Do you sort of decide on like a monthly salary and then pay yourself in? Yeah. So we call it a pipeline. So from my recent deals, I know what I'm getting, you know, what's owed to me in the next two months, three months. And then, yeah, so basically you pay yourself a salary and <clears throat> always just strive to get more. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what did you study after high school? So after high school, I took a gap year and went to England and worked at a school there and did some traveling. And then I came and I studied, started studying at Stenmosh University. Um, and I first started with international studies, which was just a straight BA. I didn't really know what I wanted to study. And then I studied a bit of sports science because I enjoyed sports at school. Um, and then I ended up with marketing and business management from UNISA. So I actually didn't finish at, UC, at Stenemosh, but yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah. And then your, okay, so what was your first job sort of out of, um, after study? So after studying, I opened my own business called Custom Level Arts. And I met um, a great guy, a Malawian guy, and it was during the, the World Cup uh, 2010. 
and we made these wire beaded boot products and sales took off and made quite a bit and sort of survived on that for a while and then my first I've done a few I worked I did some PR work for my friend's agency um, and then I was a pool cleaner for a bit for six months I took it over from another mutual mate I, I, I drove the van yeah. but this is all while I still had the money from the boots you know but just for yeah. like extra little jobs and I couldn't just ride the vans I actually got involved in cleaning the pools with the muscle because my theory was I'll go quicker you know three yeah. instead of two yeah um, and that was in winter so that was quite hectic and then I worked for a company called Adult Plastics so account executive for them glorified sales rep lots of driving but visiting customers, um, yeah. I ran some big accounts, INJ, SAB, Coca-Cola, but literally just seeing them and talking rugby and talking sales quickly and then carrying on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then from Allo Plastics um, to Z. So Allo Plastics to Kriyev? To Kriyev, sorry. Yeah, so I met um, a Kriyev agent randomly at a coffee shop, mutual friend of someone else, and then he said, no, they're hiring, and my dad used to be an agent also at Seif, um years before that. So I've always been interested in that industry and I was getting a bit over the, the plastics vibe and I think that company is struggling a bit. So went for the interview and uh, there's a Weimug guy that interviewed me, Simon, and then got the job and the rest is history. And I was there for yeah, four years, three and a half, four years. So when you were much younger, maybe still in school, what did you want to be when you grew up? I think maybe always the classic sportsman for a bit. Like I, I played some serious rugby under 16 and then at school or so. I mean, after that, um, my dad was also a teacher for 24 years. So that also came into my mind. Um, you know, always being quite close to my school and in the boarding house. And also when I was at Steli's, like I said previously, I was, I was choppy and changing a bit, you know, from international studies to, um, to the sports. So there's always that sports interest. And I know if you're a teacher, you can also, you also get to coach sports. Yeah. And in my gap year, I also did teaching, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I think, I mean, I was interested in that. Um, but I really enjoy being an agent. Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I am. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can't really, you know, like, I do enjoy entrepreneurship vibes, but I do enjoy being agent, and I also really enjoy charity. Yeah. So, to be honest, that might be the ultimate yeah. destination. So, just a lot of the time, you always are, I can see that you're thinking about different ideas on uh, different businesses. So now that you've tried like a lot of things and always thinking of like what could be the next thing, let's maybe try this. Um, what do you think? Oh, I feel like your like you know the estate agent thing. Um, you know that can that can also like take off at any time. Like you said, you can make like crazy sales. But I think like also your sort of like uh, probably your sort of big thing will come from um, as well some sort of business that you that you start because um, I can see that you are probably sort of like trying to feel out what is that like big business idea 
So if you can just take us through, like, what have you, what have you tried so far? So you mentioned like the boots. Um, there've been a number of other things. Yeah. Um, as well. So I've done the boots, um, and I actually did some boots. I mean, that was obviously 2010. I did some boots now for the the rugby world cup. So I feel like, you know, that'll always be. Then always like to help out, help out John. Um, I heard that he had another child, so I placed some orders, made some sales, and that and that was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy like making a product. Eh? Like I mean, every December I try to make some sort of product. This December I made these beach pillows. Yeah. Um, the thing is, and those went well. The thing is that I need to action more. You know, I get a lot of thoughts in my head. I write a lot of things down, but then sort of the chaos or the the actioning quietens down a bit. So I bought two domain names. Um, the main one was Art by Artists, yeah, which sure, is yeah. an idea that I have. I'm a bit nervous to, to speak about it now, yeah, so yeah. we can maybe keep that going. That's and then right, yeah. um, another domain name called Treat Yourself. And I wanted to do a subscription box for that, so I've got all these ideas still there. But I need to work on them, you know, and really tackle them. Yeah. The thing with the estate agent industry is that, like I said, there's always more you can do, you know? So it's not like, say, an accountant where he's got files on his left and at the end of the day he's got the empty file shelf on the right. Um, I should be always making more calls and that is obviously the main <clears throat> source of income for me. Yeah. Um, so those two ideas and, yeah, I think one of those will be the, the big one. Yeah. So from what you've tried already, um, what have you? There's also been the uh, the fashion thing. So the yeah. So yeah. So I've got jackets and what. Mm, I've got a mate that um, he's a buyer, and he gets a lot of clothes from overseas, and then those are have a small small cut at the back, and then I've got a tailor that fixes them. And then obviously I sell them for a better price. Um, amazing tailor, and you can't really notice it, and. Um, yeah, it's a good and a high quality from overseas. Yeah, um, and then so from these, so from the different things that you've tried, what have you, what have you learned? So, so, so I'm going to go back to the boots quickly. When I worked at, um, I also worked at CCDI, the Cape Cod Design Institute, and they were the ones that marketed the boots. Yeah. And from working there, what I saw was that it's not that hard to make money from not a lot of work with a product, okay? So basically, what, what I keep on thinking about is this guy that made these like driftwood sculptures, okay, like of birds. And he, ba- and he walked down Komiki Beach and he would take a piece of wood, find a piece of wood, driftwood, that had like a semi-shape and then he would sand it down, honestly, sand it down, <laughs> make more of a beak and then put like these, like make feet out of wire yeah. and then those sold, I promise you, for like more than a grand. Yeah. You know, so just work with your ideas and there's a market for most things. Yeah. Especially like authentic Cape Town things, also African things. The beach pillows I made, I got embroidered saying I love Cape Town. And people, tourists, they want to take something back yeah. with that wording on. Yeah. Or with Cape Town on. You know? And super comfortable, you know? Yeah. So what have you learned in terms of, so like with the boots and maybe the pillows, um, in terms of stocks and now you've got to like plan how many you're going to make and then put all that money into it up front. Yeah. And then... Which isn't easy either, you know? Like having that capital lying around. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, drop your budget and know what you can yeah. afford. And well, like now with the pillows, how did you know how many pillows to make? So you had this idea that looked really great. Um, you know, how did you know that you shouldn't make like a thousand, or how did you settle on like a number? Yeah, so I mean, this obviously it's risky, and I first was going to order the pillows through Alibaba, and they had a minimum order of a hundred, um, bulk price. And then, to be honest, I went on take a lot, and I saw the same pillow, probably but better, on special, and I could order just ten from them, you know. Yeah. So I did that. Tested the market, family and friends, got reviews, took some to the beach. Created a hype about them, and then I reordered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, to come back so to yeah. planning, yeah, basically planning. Okay. Um, so to come back to uh, being a state agent, so uh, there are state agents that sort of hit the big time. What do you? Um, what sort of happens for those people to to get there? Do they just um, do they just have a lot on their books and then slowly but surely they sell like really. Um, high-priced houses or how do they what happens or do they sort of like sell a, a massive sort of um, development how does one sort of so I mean there are you probably notice a lot of older estate agents that's also one of the beauties about it where there's no sort of like age limit um, I feel that the agents that I know that have hit the, the big time um, as they say they've done the hard graft you know they've been an agent for a while they work their way up, working their way up, meaning from selling apartments in you know not such an affluent area to a bit more of a rich area, and then you know if you're selling seaboard mansions, you know you sell one of those, you are going to make more money. Yeah. Um, the flip side is that when the economy is down, and say the tourists, less tourists are coming here, if you only if on your books if you only have properties over 20 bar you might struggle yeah, because you know it's not your average person that can obviously afford that yeah I think I'm quite lucky where as I mentioned earlier I've got an, a, like a range of properties from affordable in inverted commas to you know a bit more expensive yeah. so I'm happy with my areas um, yeah so the hard graft and yeah development also I mean you can right time right place if this is your area that you're selling in and someone builds a development and you get that call because yeah. we all area specific you get that call and they want your agency to sell it then you're winning but it's just a price you know yeah i could have 30 places on my books but if they're all overpriced you're not going to sell yeah um, if you could visit your eight-year-old self just for two minutes uh, what advice would you would you tell a younger you to be honest, I told myself to work harder at school. Okay. Um, because, I mean, I know eight's young, but yeah. I told myself to work harder at school in a few years' time. And then, if I had to visit my... I also could have worked harder at varsity. Okay. You know, like, I mean, we party quite a bit, but that is sort of a regret that I have. Okay. So, I think the majority of people don't really um, work jobs that they that they want to work or they um, study something that they don't really enjoy. Agreed. Um, so why do you think people don't actually just do what they want to do? Well, my circle, a lot of my friends, 
I feel there was some pressure on them to do such a degree at, you know, UCT. A lot of those went to UCT. A lot of people went to Stellenbosch. Um, and then you just sort of fall into that into that place. You know, if you do, say, a financial or BCom degree, then you're going to work for that sort of institute. And then you just get yeah. settled in earning that amount of money. And you just want to keep on building that. It's also security. Um, and maybe like a lot of people that want to, that they've, what they know they want to really do, you can't earn that much money. I mean, I do think we can't deny that money is a big factor. Yeah. Um, you know, I see money as opportunities. Yeah. That's what having a lot of money is to me. So hopefully those people can build that money and then go into something that they really love. Yeah. I'm quite lucky that I enjoy Mondays. Mondays we get a piece of paper showing us what properties went on show that weekend, mm -hmm. and then I make those calls and I try to get those properties. Yeah. So not many people can say they enjoy Mondays. Yeah. And then from your side, you're able to work as an estate agent. Um, so there's the possibility of this career like really taking off, as you say, like you work yourself up. But then at the same time, you still are able to work on ideas that you have. That's a great thing about so, that flexibility, you know, yeah. because I can do that. Yeah. It's and not like, like if you're working like full-time accountant, like 12 hour days, there wouldn't be time to travel these other things. As no, well. so, I feel like there wouldn't be. I mean. Yeah. You can always make time for things, you know, wake up two hours earlier, but yeah. it's nice to have, to be able to do that. Yeah. And I've got a team here that, you know, I'm going away for 10 days and then my team, they can run my properties and then we just sort of sort out a deal, you know? Yeah. I used to be in a partnership of three, but now not anymore. But I know these guys are here yeah. to help me out. Um, and then just last question, so somebody who likes to become an estate agent, like what? Um, what advice would you give to them? Maybe things to watch out for? Or so you, you, you do need to do, you need to pass exams, okay, so your NQF4 and your PDE, so that has to happen. You have to be an intern for, it's probably about a year now, fill out a logbook. Um, I can tell you advice that I was given from a very good friend of mine, whose dad, super successful estate agent in Upper Constantia, and he said, Alan, be, be prepared for extreme highs and extreme lows. So an example of that is I can be having like an average week, I haven't sold in, you know, whatever, two, like three weeks a month, and then at 5 p.m. you can get that call and it's someone that phones and says, Alan, I really want you to work on my property. It's, you know, yeah. sellable in Fred Hook and then you, then you start. Or I could get a call today at any point saying, I want to put it off in one of your units, you know? Yeah. So I've got a unit in, um, Tom Boerscliff, I've got a viewing there at Hoppers 5 and that could be the one. So you need to stay positive, focused on that. Also, advice to have a buffer, like to have some money because like I said, you get paid on transfers. So you get paid, if I sold today, I'll probably get paid in two months time. So yeah. you need like some survival cash. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just got to keep on pushing. Be positive. Yeah. It's tough, but yeah, positive vibes. Okay, thanks, uh, thanks a lot, thanks for your time. Uh, oh, cool. Thanks for Thank you for having me.